This is a Power 98.7 podcast. Now we're talking. Subscribe to Power 98.7 podcasts in iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. There's more on power987.co.za. It's 7.45 on Power 98.7. Let us speak about MB services. We'll find out more shortly. So joining me in the studio is Karabo Mukhajane. I said that correctly, ne? Yes, <laughs> who's the CEO at MB Services and Matsiri Khafane, who's the Chief Operating Officer. Gentlemen, thank you so much. Good morning. Good morning. Thank you for having us. Thanks morning, for coming morning, through. Thanks Big for fans, us. by the way. <laughs> <laughs> so Matsuri, as he walks in, he's like, oh my gosh, I thought you were taller. You sound taller you sound on the radio. Taller, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a little bit of a disappointment, right, my height? Not necessarily. Not necessarily. Okay, I yeah. like that. I like that. So let's just start off with what is MB when we talk about MB services. Okay, I think I'll take that one. Um, MB is an e-hailing service. So it's probably South African. We established everything from the software. Nice. So your e-hailing service is usually something that takes you from point A to point B mm-hmm. through the means of technology where you request over the app. And we tra- we take you from where you are to your destination. But we wanted to go into the market early on. So we started around 2019. Mm-hmm. Uh, discovered some problems the deeper we went into the industry in terms of safety, affordability, and other features we could offer on our side. And decided why can't we do our own software and implement our own solutions and come up with innovative solutions to cater for the South African market. Mm-hmm. So, and that's how Ambi was established. So we wanted a snazzy name, something that someone could use to say, can I request an Ambi? Something yeah. that you can use as a verb as well okay and that's how it came up you know it's very interesting that you guys have come into the studio right and that you've mm-hmm. come up with this particular app um because we had a conversation earlier with an e-hailing driver mm-hmm. yep. and he he calls in often but there's also the complaints that he has you know mm-hmm. about the drivers not being verified the passengers that uh, you know not being verified mm-hmm. and and things like that i mean he was even telling us how he had somebody um get into his car then they promised no i'll pay you via e wallet or whatever mm-hmm. and then the the person does it so you get the sms that you mm-hmm. know the payment has gone through yep. but then he gets to the atm and it's been reversed, reversed. or the pin is wrong or whatever you know how have you guys or how are you going to try and protect your drivers and the app in itself from such situations? You know, Seho, I actually had to remember that call. Uh, Ephraim, if you're listening, I think it's one of the things that, uh, you know, drove us to put the concept together. Yeah. We consulted with the drivers and most of the inputs that we do have and the features on the app are from consulting with the market and, you know, making sure that we're a listening company. So we have a verification feature whereby every single profile on the app, whether you're a driver or a passenger, needs to get verified. Mm -hmm. You know, our AI checks to see that it's a non-fraudulent document, so it detects it from the document stage. If you upload a driver's license, perhaps, let's say, from another country that you've maybe made in your basement or whatever, you know, wherever these things get made, you've been hearing home affairs discovering people (laughs) that make, you know, their own homemade passports and IDs. You know, we verify that, we match it with your face, and if you have a fraudulent document, you're not even going to be approved, so... We make sure that all profiles, whether you're a driver or a passenger, that's another unique feature about MB, mm-hmm. you know, um, from the driver input saying that, guys, we want to make sure that we're safe. I don't want to rock up and drop someone off somewhere. They snatch my phone, disappear off into a building, and then I never see them again. You know, then what do I do? What recourse do I have? So we verify every single profile uh, to make sure that we only have legit people using our platform. Have you found yourselves in a situation, you know, drivers or passengers, where 
one of the two has been in danger and how have you handled situations like that? Well, currently we actually wanted to, I think what Matsuri was adding on to, to say we didn't want to just come up with a solution that reacts to the problem but prevents the problem from happening mm-hmm. at mm-hmm. all, which is why we implemented the ID verification solution that everybody will have a profile on the platform knowing that they are accountable for any sort of misconduct that happens on the platform, be it a driver or a passenger themselves. But in the event of something happening, we put into place a response unit where if you click on an emergency button, a response team comes to your aid in that moment, whether it be medical or armed response in oh. terms of the safety. Yeah. Wow. Yep. So you guys have really thought this through, you know, especially <laughs> when it comes to South Africa and the dangers <laughs> and, and what we live through as a country. But I mean, what other challenges really ha- do you think you have faced um, as MB? I mean, you're fairly new into mm. the, you know, in the industry and it's quite, it's becoming quite competitive, yes. mm. this e-hailing sector, right? Well, I'd say it's a mixture of hard and soft challenges. Mm-hmm. The South African environment in terms of, you know, businesses that are just starting out, I think the statistics say something like, you know, in the first two years, most businesses fail and don't make it past that point. Mm. So we're proud to say we've at least made it past that point. Uh, You know, I think we're in our third (laughs) or fourth year now of operation. And, you know, what we did was put together a team from the ground of young people and talented, you know, individuals and then crafted the software from scratch to completion. Proudly South African product. And, you know, one of the hard challenges you face would be, for example, raising funding. How are we going to you know, get funding so that we can operate and put together an infrastructure that will give people confidence that we're the right company to trust? Soft challenges would be things like motivation. Mm-hmm. As you said, there's a lot of competition and there's a lot of you know, international competition equally. So how do you keep yourself motivated to make sure you focus on the goal and keep you know, striving to make sure that you, know, you reach the so-called Kanana, the promised land? <laughs> uh, just to keep it a bit humorous, yeah. then you can, you can hop on there. No, definitely, definitely. I think it's been uh, very tricky because we're also looking at how we can also look into contributing to the economy on mm-hmm. our side as well. How we can integrate ourselves with other services such as the how train or your airports and come up with sustainable solutions because mm-hmm. it's not as if us South Africans are incapable of coming up with those solutions. It's mm. just having access to the platforms, the right support structure, and access to the funding and the capital that you need mm. to kickstart that initiative itself. So I think we've overcome some of the tough hurdles, but it is a very political environment right now, like you're mentioning, as things get diluted. So we're trying to just navigate through those parts and come up with a sustainable solution for the drivers and the riders. Which areas do you guys operate in? Currently, we're in the Gauteng area, okay. uh, strictly Gauteng. We have gotten, I think we got someone from Lesotho last time who was asking us to come out yeah. that side. So it just shows that it's not just a South African mm. um, issue that the drivers are facing and the people are facing, but an, an uh, international issue as well. But currently, we're still, we want to start off on home basis, um, take over on Gauteng basis, and then see where we can expand it into other regions. Plans to go other provinces? Oh, yeah, definitely. We are a national platform. Um, the logic is simple. We want to start regionally, you know, start where we are, yeah. make sure people are comfortable. Later on, as time goes, we're gaining data and ways to operate more efficiently. We use that to expand into other provinces. You know, we don't want to bite off more than we can chew. Mm. So I'd say we are a national platform uh, starting out uh, in Gauteng. We're originally from PTA, Pretoria. And, okay. you know, firstly, the weather here is so cold, guys. Um, we're in Johannesburg. Joburg. It's a bit chilly. It's um, too hot in Pretoria. Let's just start Oh, there. my goodness. Now we're, get, we're getting personal now. And <laughs> uh, now we're making it too personal. But, yeah, um, we're a national platform. All right. So I can request from anywhere in Gauteng. And yes. I'll be able to get a ride from Ambi. So, I mean, you heard Ephraim, right, this yes. morning. And he 
you know, he he really is. It sounds like he's really frustrated, mm. and it, it seems like it's a continuous mm. thing for him. Two questions with regards to Ibrahim. For your drivers, right? Um, how do you ensure that they remain happy? Mm-hmm. Because if my driver's happy, then you know I'll get a great service as a passenger. But secondly, if uh, if 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 Ibrahim came to you and said, "I want to be a driver at Ambi," would you take him? Wow. <laughs> I mean, I, I would say yes on your second question. If Ephraim wanted to join, mm-hmm. I would say yes, Ephraim. Look at what we're offering and compared to what you're getting at the moment. If it's a value proposition that works in the direction that you're going for, because remember, these guys are making a living from this. Many drivers aren't doing it on a part-time basis. In fact, you find cases where some people have resigned from their full-time jobs, mm. taken out finance for vehicles, and they find themselves in a position where, you know, it's not as promised, mm. where now they're heavily indebted, some people are losing their vehicles, etc. So I'd say, Ephraim, look at the value that we're offering to you. And we're in a position where, for example, you know, in terms of what makes us different, we've actually partnered with a company, well, a representative body called the E-Hailing Partners Council, EPCO. Mm-hmm. And they're the only officially recognized industry body, which shows our commitment to transforming the sector. So essentially, long story short, we've listened to the drivers concerned, partnered with EPCO to make sure that, you know, we do transform the industry and you know things like our prices we don't have to factor in things like international rate exchanges we're locally based mm-hmm. we don't report in dollars or euros or anything like that so we can pass the savings on to the customer equally the driver keeps more in their pocket we don't have to you know charge outrageous commissions and you know we have a consultative environment and these things were set after consulting with the industry so i'd say yes if i am definitely on the second question um Please come through. You'll be very welcome. Um, we'll give our contacts. Reach out to us. Lovely. And you know, I it, I suppose then it makes it easier, right, if the, the e-hailing company is South African based, mm. right? Because Uber and Bolt, you, you'll struggle to get hold of the driver once they've dropped you off and in case you left something mm. in, you know, in the car. Yep. So have you gotten those kind of calls where somebody's like, I left something, please come drop it off or I'll pick it up wherever you are. And I suppose it's easier then because I'm able to reach you because you're in South Africa. Mm. Yeah. I think we've actually experienced a lot of drivers who were relieved to just stop by the office and actually see that there was an actual warm body there that you can mm. communicate with that mm. can tackle some of the issues that you're facing. We currently didn't experience a situation like that as of yet. I think considering that we're still in the early stages, mm. uh, hasn't really gained that much traction as of yet. But... In terms of the drivers being happy, the passengers being happy in terms of how they have access to us on that front, it's 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 something very different and it's a priority for them as well in mm. terms of their safety, their positions or any sort of inquiries that they might have. They feel much more comfortable having to have access to the platform itself and the company itself. So I think it goes a long way in terms of ensuring customer quality deliverance and on our side, making sure that we have a value product. Like Matsuri mentioned, we're a very consultative uh, Mm -hmm. approach. We want to listen in on what the people want and see how we can accommodate that into the model itself. And to be able to see my employer, you know, it does something, I suppose, then for the drivers. 0861-987-000. That's the number that you can dial if you've got questions or comments for the gentlemen in studio. Karabo and Matsiri, the CEO and the COO in studio. They are um, the founders. Can I say founders, yep. right? Yep. Of MB Services. MB is an e-hailing service, right? And um, if you've got questions or comments for them, please feel free to give us a call. What message, and to both of you, right, would you send out to the riders in South Africa, in Gauteng, but also to the 
um, the drivers as well that you know that are part of e-hailing services? I think um, the message would start off on a note to say there has been a very very huge outcry in terms of uh, the e-hailing space, in terms of safety, affordability. Why can we not, as South Africans, band together, come up with our own service to tackle some of these issues and move forward with that solution? I think, considering where we are right now, uh, with the holistic approach, like I mentioned, we're very confident in saying we're here for South Africa. We're here Mm -hmm. for the people, not just the drivers or just the riders, but a holistic approach for the whole market itself to see what e-hailing can offer Mzanzi. I'd say that the sentiment has generally been one-sided to say that, you know, current competitors or current service providers would be focusing more perhaps on the passengers, you know, Mm. exorbitant discounts at the expense of the drivers. So we want to say, drivers, we've heard your concerns and, you know, what it is that you've been complaining about and they're valid in our eyes, which is why that, you know, we've put together the product that we've put together. It's to cater for some of the existing challenges, which are still there. We're going to walk out of the interview today, for example, and people are still going to be complaining. We're saying that we've listened and we're offering you something that, you know, is customized and individualized to our environment. Mm. Um, and that we feel like other transport modes, again, partnering with the e-hailing partners council, we feel like we should be formalized and recognized, you know. Um, we've met their benchmark. They had a minimum standard we had to meet in order for us to partner with each other. Mm. So we're just saying let's all have a minimum standard, a fair playing ground with, you know, other modes of transport so that we can be recognized and formalized, you know, and, uh, you know, sort of taken seriously in inverted commas. And so how many people um, do you have in your team managing your system? Currently, it's about 11 people. Uh, On the development side, on the technical side, it's about five. So we've just comprised uh, different skill sets, uh, your graphic designer, the marketing aspect of things, management and whatnot. Very small team. We're still on the startup phase of things. But it's nothing that we can't handle, I think. Very confident in terms of their abilities and capabilities. Very widespread Mm -hmm. and diverse. So... Yeah, about 11 people on the team. And Very creating, capable youngsters. And in creating employment in, as you go, right? Yep. Um, and then on X, TM Foundation is is really just jumping my thoughts as well, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, Please X is the platform. Oh, yes. Uh, sorry. Twitter. Yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Please share the handles of the e-hailing company. Yes, your details, please. For those that would like to, um, you know, take a ride with you, how can they do so? Uh, Ambi uh, underscore SA on social media platforms. Uh, app is available to download on the stores. And you can also check out our website at www.ambi.co.za. And Ambi is spelled A-M-B-E-E. That's how we spell Ambi. Um, for those of you that are interested, gentlemen, thank you so much for your time. And really appreciate it. All the best with Ambi and it growing. I will download it now. Oh, cheers. <laughs> thank you. Let's support the Black the black power right and the black brand thank you so much for your time and all the best i really hope it goes well can't thank wait you. to see what ifram would have to say should he join the team. <laughs> okay thank no. you so much eh? thank, thank you thank you, us, thank so. you mr Karabo the ceo and mr matsiri khafane coo of mb services you've been listening to a power 98.7 podcast for more podcasts visit power 987.co.za or subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.